Hello and welcome to Notes on Vulnerability. This is a podcast all about resilience, courage and being human. I'm Alex and I'm a resilience coach. It's my job to break through the toxic ideas that tell us resilience requires gritted teeth and toughness and show you what really makes us adaptable, flexible, psychologically steady and committed to not giving up so that we can all be more resilient and use this powerful force not just to survive but also to thrive at life. How we approach being vulnerable is key to this because vulnerability is the portal to connection, creativity, courage and so many other good things. We need resilience to be vulnerable and we need vulnerability to be resilient. One of the reasons I wanted to do a solo episode on confidence is because so many people come to me as a coach with the belief that confidence is hard to have. I'm a resilience coach and I know that resilience and confidence are closely intertwined. More of one naturally leads to more of the other and they feed each other. They're also very similar in terms of how you get more of them because they are both essentially a practice. Your level of resilience or confidence will depend on the things that you repeat every day. Thoughts, habits, self-perception, beliefs. And that's the first big thing to note about confidence. However confident you currently feel, that is the result of what you're thinking and doing every day right now which means that all you need to do to change how confident you feel is get clear on what you're thinking and doing every day that is creating your current resilience or confidence and then change it. I'm not saying that external events don't have an impact here, but what's happening internally is what makes all the difference. Confidence is something that we talk about so often that I sometimes feel like we're kind of using the word and not really thinking about what it actually means. It has this kind of vague sense of buoyancy attached to it, of feeling good, of being able to easily do the things we want to do and feel positive about ourselves. Maybe to you, a confident person is someone who can stand up and speak in a room full of people or who looks or walks a certain way. The first step to developing a better relationship with confidence is to get clear on what it actually is. What actually creates it? Where does it come from? And it's also really important to get clear on where you are feeding yourself a false idea of what confidence is. That false idea is probably something you've absorbed from the world around you and that could well be why you struggle with confidence. For example, we often confuse confidence with arrogance. In fact, they are talked about like they are on the same spectrum, as if you've got confidence at one end and arrogance is where you take that confidence just a bit too far. That's why I've often heard people say things like, I just need to be a bit arrogant to get the job done or something along those lines. If you think about what you see as a confident person, what kind of behaviours and traits make you feel like that about them? Often it's the person who's the most visible, the loudest, the most attractive, the one who doesn't go red or stumble over their words, who can hide their emotions, effortlessly perform and just do everything right with no apparent discomfort. If that's the picture of confidence you have in your head, then no, you will not ever be confident because that is not a human being. It's entirely unrealistic and it also ignores what confidence really is. It frustrates me how confidence and also resilience as well as other traits that we're told to revere are so often defined as a kind of emotionless flawlessness, absolute armour clad self-control and this makes them completely unachievable other than for a short period of time. Do you know what takes real confidence? Vulnerability. Hence why I'm talking about it on this podcast. And by vulnerability, I mean allowing yourself to be truly seen for who you are without being able to control the consequences of that. True confidence allows us to drop the things we use to try and disguise the parts of us we're ashamed of or fear that others won't like. To be ourselves without trying to be perfect. 
And that is not an easy ask. But it's in situations of vulnerability where we really see who is genuinely confident and who has just got very good at pretending. Key to all of this is understanding what confidence is actually about. It's self-trust. That's it. That's all confidence is. Don't believe me? Look at the word itself. The Latin root of confidence is confidere, which means to trust completely. A confident person is someone who is moving through life with a deep inner knowledge that they can trust themselves. Not that they are flawless or will never fail or never look stupid, but that they have their own back. They know they're resourceful and they can deal with whatever happens to them, however bad that might be. Maybe that's a world away from the idea of confidence that you had in your head. Or maybe it's just crystallised what you already thought. What's interesting about this for me is that it's an internal thing. A confident person isn't thinking about how they appear to others, but those outward appearances are what we base our decisions about whether someone is confident on. For the record, arrogance and confidence are not on the same spectrum. Arrogance is a deep insecurity that is hidden behind behaviours and traits that are calculated to try and make others believe something different. It's hiding your true self. Arrogant people don't do vulnerability. They don't trust themselves, which is why they struggle to collaborate, connect and adapt. And in case you're interested, the Latin root of the word arrogance is arrogare, which means to claim, i.e. to claim something as your own that you don't actually have. There are three things that will completely destroy confidence, and you might be doing them without even realising. The first is how you speak to yourself. If you are very self-critical, then you'll struggle with confidence, and the reason for that is really simple. Think about the people in your life. Do you trust the ones that are mean to you? No. We trust people who are consistent, kind and compassionate. For this reason, if you are self-critical, you're undermining your own self-trust. And without self-trust, there is no confidence. The second is not knowing yourself. If you want to make any changes to how you show up in the world today, then it starts by looking inward. If you don't know who you are, why you do what you do and how your past has impacted your current behaviours and thoughts then you really just haven't read the manual on you. And it really is like that. Having an incredibly precious, complex piece of tech with the potential to change your life, but just not bothering to learn how it works. Whether that relates to confidence, your relationships, or even your management style in the office. When it comes to confidence, one of the most important things is understanding what your core beliefs are. These are the things that you believe most about yourself and the world. They are formed before you're seven years old, and they are sitting in your subconscious directing everything. 95% of what you do every day is driven by the subconscious. 95%. So if you've never taken the time to understand what's in there, then you are basically wasting a lot of energy on trying to be one way when your subconscious is continually pinging you back to being another. I work with clients in resilience coaching on understanding negative core beliefs and challenging and changing them. The difference this makes is massive. For example, you might have a core belief that you are an incompetent person who always gets everything wrong. If you don't change that core belief, then it will disrupt every effort you ever make at confidence because it's eroding self-trust through criticism. It will stop you taking any action because it predicts failure. And it will stop you being innovative, creative or resourceful because many of us will avoid doing something where there isn't a definite chance of success if this is the core belief that we have. The third thing that will destroy confidence is never challenging yourself. Personally, I used to wait for confidence before I took any action. Maybe you do this too. If I didn't feel confident about doing something, I would take it as a sign that I shouldn't do it. But the thing about confidence is that it is the result of doing. We build confidence through action. Very rarely will you ever feel confident about something before you do it, especially if you've never done it before. Getting outside your comfort zone builds confidence. 
Challenging yourself builds confidence. The more times you do something you're not sure you can, the more confidence you will build. And for the record, you don't build confidence by getting it right or feeling certain. You build it simply by not letting uncertainty stop you and doing something even if you're not sure you can. I think that's one of the biggest things we misunderstand about confidence because it's got so mixed up in ideas of perfectionism. Messy action is way more effective at building confidence than being trapped in fear of failure. Okay, so here are my tips for confidence building that anyone can do. Do something you're not sure you can do every single day. This is pretty much guaranteed to build confidence because you're expanding your comfort zone. What's really important to know here is that the process of building up confidence involves turning down the volume on the voice that tells you that you can't. Or maybe you hear that voice and you choose to ignore it. But that voice, that inner self-critical, harsh, doubting voice is not going to stop before you take action. So stop waiting for that to happen. If you feel very underconfident right now, can you identify where you've been listening too much to that voice? Sometimes we have a good reason to listen to it for a while. Maybe we've been hurt in the past or we're feeling a lot of stress and pressure. Remember that things like confidence building happen in cycles. Growth isn't linear. It's natural for confidence to ebb and flow. But if you have spent a lot of time hiding away recently, maybe now is the time to start doing things differently. Okay, tip number two is develop more self-compassion. Obviously, you knew this would be in there because I mention it in every single episode. The reason why self-compassion is so important for confidence is because it can enable you to start actually doing the things you haven't done before. Self-compassion is both being kind to yourself and taking action to improve things for yourself. With more self-compassion, you will be able to take new scary steps in the first place and you'll also be able to minimise the impact of any failure or fears. If something doesn't go well and you punish, hate or criticise yourself so much that your nervous system goes into fight or flight mode, then you will just shut down and stop. You won't try again, you won't make an effort to do things differently, you'll just be stuck in that heightened state until you can bring yourself out of it. But if you're self-compassionate, then when something goes wrong, you don't enter the fight or flight fearful place or not for long. And because you stay out of fight or flight, you can think clearly. You can motivate yourself to try again. You can get perspective on the situation and let the failures and mistakes go instead of allowing them to define you and carrying them forward with you. Okay, my next tip is to focus on building trust with yourself in the same way as you would another person. So we've said that self-trust is the foundation of confidence, so this is really important. As well as dialing down the self-criticism, building up the self-trust is really crucial because this is what will help you to develop that relationship with yourself that makes you feel like you can handle anything. It could be something as simple as learning how to really identify your, your needs and meet them. If you're someone who can go all day without listening to their body, for example, you're eroding self-trust because part of you is being completely ignored. If this sounds familiar, you know, if you're someone who sits without drinking water for four hours and then wonders why they're dehydrated, try stopping periodically throughout the day and asking yourself, how do I feel right now? And what do I need right now? This is a really simple question, but it's so powerful. If you ask it of yourself repeatedly, you'll not only start to get really clear on your emotions and needs in a particular moment, as well as how these change in different situations, but you'll also build a rock-solid connection with yourself, and that is the basis of self-trust. Another way to build self-trust is to do the things you say you'll do. Think about someone in your life who makes promises they don't keep. Do you trust them? No. So if you decide to do something for yourself, do it. 
whether that's a commitment to exercise or having a hard conversation. Confidence is available to all of us. You are not born with it. It's not a personality trait. People who are confident will model the behaviours and mindset that create confidence when they were young. That is the only difference between them and you. If you don't currently have that information, i.e. the mindset and the behaviours that create confidence, then all you need to do is learn it. That is something that I can help you with. As a coach, I focus on resilience, which naturally includes confidence, motivation, finding out who you are and how you function, and looking at ways to free yourself from the habitual thoughts and behaviours that have made your life harder so far. Whether that is people-pleasing, imposter syndrome, anxiety, low confidence or self-criticism. More resilience means you can show up in the world as yourself without the complexity of unhealed hurts and really expand into who you're here to be in the most joyful and exciting way. What I love about being human is that change is always possible. Your reality is directly impacted by what's in your head and you can change what's in your head at any time you choose. In the next episode, I'm going to be looking at motivation and procrastination. How to motivate yourself easily just by changing your understanding of how motivation works. If you would like to come and find out more about resilience coaching in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at Alex Resilience Coach or via my website, which is www.shore.com.